What is up everyone? It is Quinn here back with another video. And today I'm going to be talking about three must draft wide receivers for 2023 fantasy football. Yesterday, I talked about three must draft running backs. So if you haven't seen that one, go check it out. But these are going to be uh, wide receivers that are going outside like the top 12. So no wide receiver ones in this video. I just ran through my uh, top 12 wide receivers. So kind of want to talk about some uh, fresh names here. Going to be using underdog fantasy football to get these ADPs. I think at this point in the offseason, definitely like the sharpest ADP there's going to be out there. Um, so three players that I just think looking back on the season, these players are going to look like really, really strong values at their current price. If you enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know down below in the comments if you agree or disagree with these players, and then uh, let me know why. And let's just jump into my first buy low wide receiver, must draft wide receiver. It's going to be Tyler Lockett, and he's going off the board as the wide receiver 33, and this is like a uh, sixth round pick. And honestly, just looking at the price tags of these three Seattle wide receivers, they make no sense to me. On underdog, DK Metcalf is going off the board as the wide receiver 15. JSN is going off the board as the wide receiver 29. And then Tyler Lockett is all the way down at wide receiver 33. First off, I don't think Tyler Lockett should be going behind Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I just think the difference between DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett is just completely comical. Metcalf at wide receiver 15 and Lockett down at 33. I mean, like, what are we doing here? Metcalf and Lockett have played four seasons together, and Lockett has actually outscored Metcalf in three of the four. 2019, Lockett averaged 14.7 PPR points per game. Metcalf averaged 11.7. 2020, Lockett averaged 16.6. Metcalf averaged 17. That was the one year uh, Metcalf outproduced Lockett. 2021, Lockett averaged 15.1. Metcalf was at 14.4. 2022, Lockett's at 14.8. Metcalf is at 13.3. So like I said, three of the four years they've played together, Lockett has outproduced Metcalf. And the one year that Metcalf outproduced Lockett, it was the smallest margin of the uh, four seasons. I also think Lockett kind of went out and quieted the narrative that he's only a boomer bust option. That seemed to always be like the knock against him was, okay, he may average half a point per game more, but he's so boomer bust. He's going to have all these flop weeks. Metcalf is more consistent. In the 16 games he played last year, only scored less than 10 PPR points three times. So he was a very consistent option last season. And what I'm saying this, like, I'm not saying that Metcalf should be going behind Tyler Lockett. I'm just saying that the difference between Metcalf being a high-end wide receiver two and Lockett as a low-end wide receiver three makes no sense to me. I don't think either of those should be the thing. I think Metcalf should move back. I think Lockett should be moving up in the uh, ADP. And honestly, what this is kind of telling me, I think first off, Lockett is pretty much undervalued heading into uh, drafts every single year. But I think it's also telling me that people believe that Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to affect Tyler Lockett significantly more than DK Metcalf, which I honestly just don't really agree with. I mean, Lockett did play more out of the slot than DK Metcalf. He had 24% of his snaps coming from the slot compared to uh, 11% from DK Metcalf, but their dots were very similar. Lockett was at 11.1, Metcalf was at 11.8. Lockett had three fewer deep targets on the season, but also played in one less game. So maybe Lockett is slightly more impacted, but I don't think it's going to be like significant. And also just kind of throwing out something on Metcalf here. If we're looking at these guys point per game numbers from last year, Lockett was at 14.8, Metcalf was at 13.3. 
And now Metcalf is being pushed up to a high-end wide receiver two when they bring in competition with Jackson Smith and Jigba and also bring in another running back with Zach Charbonnet. Just another uh, kind of throw-in piece there. But for Tyler Lockett, you're getting a player who has averaged over 14.5 PPR points per game in the last four seasons each year over that number. I just think with that type of production, you just have to feel fantastic getting him as like a back-end wide receiver three. Now, my next uh, must-draft wide receiver is going to be Traylon Burks. He's going off the board as the wide receiver 38, a uh, seventh-round pick. And just looking at, you know, from my perspective, if Burks is as talented as I believe he is, this is going to be a prime opportunity for him to produce and command a massive target share on this offense. The current wide receiver two and wide receiver three for the Titans is Nick Westbrook-Akine and Kyle Phillips. I mean, like... The Titans have to have at least some level of confidence in Burks to roll out this wide receiver room around him, right? Obviously, I don't think that's like the end-all be-all, but if they don't believe in Traylon Burks and this is the room they're rolling out here, I mean, this is a really, really bad unit. And even if Burks ends up being really good, which I think he will be, it's still a terrible unit around him. Looking at Traylon Burks' rookie season, it was okay. He showed some flashes, but it didn't really you know, stand out as a great season. He didn't start the year as the uh, locked-in like top two wide receiver, and then he dealt with turf toe in week four, was out until week 10. So he wasn't able to get going early on, comes back uh, week 10, has impressive games in week 11 and week 12. He goes seven for 111 and four for 70. That was kind of like the start of what we thought was going to be a breakout. Then he catches an early touchdown in week 12. But if you guys remember, he basically got like just KO'd on the field. He held on to the ball in the end zone, but was pretty much unconscious. And then he ends up missing the next two games. Um, And then he has one decent game in the last three, but the quarterback position was all over the place towards the end of the season for the Titans. So it kind of feels like he was starting to show some flashes, but was just never really able to get going due to injuries. And then overall, just the passing attack on the Titans wasn't great. He's lined up as the clear-cut wide receiver one on this team. He's being drafted as a wide receiver four. I just think the upside is there. It would not surprise me if Traylon Burks was a top 24 wide receiver, you know, looking back on the season. I believe in the talent. I was very high on him as a prospect. So I think he's going to pay off at this ADP. I think it's kind of a low risk, high reward. You're getting a guy who I think is talented, you know, as a wide receiver four, who's the clear number one in his offense. So I think Traylon Burks is a great bet to make uh, in drafts. And then my final must draft wide receiver, kind of going deeper into the uh, wide receiver pool. It's going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 51, a uh, 10th round pick on underdog. And I think it's clear that Juju has not lived up to the potential after his like monster sophomore season. After that year, you know, where he was balling with Antonio Brown, I mean, we thought he was going to be like a high-end wide receiver one for a very long time. It hasn't happened, but I also feel like wide receiver one, it looks like he's just being like left for dead here. He is still only 26 years old and wasn't terrible with the Chiefs. Like I think he did show some flashes. It looked like he was really coming on from week like six through week nine. Then he suffers a concussion. He misses a game and then he just doesn't step back into that same role. I also really like the fit he's going to have here with the Patriots. I feel like Juju's going to slide right into the slot. I think he can be a safety blanket for Mac Jones. This is not a strong wide receiver core. You know, he's competing with Devonta Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton from uh, last year's draft. I think this passing game for the Patriots is going to be much better now that you have uh, Bill O'Brien coming in. Matt Patricia is gone. 
And I'm not saying that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to come in, give you like wide receiver one production or a crazy high ceiling. But I think in PPR formats, I think he's someone that could give you a fringe wide receiver two production. I think he could command a lot of targets. I think he's going to be very involved in the red zone. And I think he's someone you would feel very comfortable kind of tossing into your flex. Even if you're full strength, I think he'd be a flex option, a great option if you have injuries or bye weeks, stuff like that. I just think there's no risk in drafting him as the wide receiver five. It's not like he's aged out. He's shown some flashes. He even had a year with the Steelers where he really didn't perform that great, but Big Ben just kind of volumed him to like a a wide receiver two season. I think that could happen. And at wide receiver five, like you're getting a guy who could be a legit starter in your lineup. So those are going to be three must draft wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, Traylon Burks, Juju Smith-Schuster, What are your guys' thoughts on these players? I think at their prices, Lockett is a wide receiver three, Burks is a wide receiver four, Juju is a wide receiver five. I think these guys are just really strong values, and I think they will pay off in the long term. But let me know what you guys think. Thank you all for stopping by. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and I will see you in the next one.